Wildcats, Warriors, Bulldogs, Cavaliers, Bees, Dragons, Panthers, Tigers, Pioneers, Bobcats. The Upper Cumberland's exclusive Coaches Roundtable. Your teams, your coaches. This is the High School Playbook, built by Mountain Bar Builders. Live Chick-fil-A on Interstate Drive, the High School Playbook, built by Mountain Bar Builders. Colin Castleberry with you last night. Upperman splitting with Stone. Van Buren and Clark Range, as well as Cookville, took the night off. White, the sweeping DeKalb County last night, and Clay County was swept by Pickett. We go back to Cumberland County, though. We check in at Stone Memorial, where we start the show off, tipping off to speak with one of last night's biggest winners. The Stone Memorial Panthers head coach Neil Caps are in the house. Coach Caps, uh, thank you so much for joining us uh, live here at Chick-fil-A this morning. Thanks for having us. Really appreciate you guys. Uh, last night you guys faced an Upperman team that, uh, you know, we, we've talked about it here before we even got started. A very talented team, but not unlike yourselves, has many kind of cross-sport athletes. Uh, they're still working to get things acclimated, as are you guys. So what were you guys able to do last night to really neutralize some of the bees' natural athleticism? Well, in the first half, we didn't do a very good job at all. Of course, obviously, Upperman, you know, as I said in post, post-game interviews last night, uh, I just think, I think, Upperman's one of the best coach teams uh, in in the Upper Cumberland, the state, uh, for that matter. I think Coach uh, McWilliams does a fantastic job. Got a ton of respect for him and, and what he he's done over there. And um, his teams are always going to come ready to play. Um, they really put us in a lot of bad, uh, tough situations offensively. Defensively, we we gave up a lot, and they they made plays. Uh, you know, halftime we made some adjustments and, and we were able to get be- uh, some better ball movement offensively and uh, started seeing the ball go through the hole. And, and everybody talks about, well, your defense, your defense. Well, your defense is, gets better and improves whenever you see that ball go through the hole. You have time to get back. You have time to get your defense set up. You're locked in. You get good matchups that you want. Um, you know, when you, you miss a shot or you, you turn it over, you just hope that your transition can get matched up somewhat. Um, and, and we knew that uh, Upperman is a fantastic transition offense team. They want to push. They want to attack. And, uh, you know, like you said, you know, when you've got that many good athletes uh, and competitors, uh, if, if you let them get out and transition offense, they're going to kill you. And, you know, we were able to see the ball go through the hole some, get our defense set up, and, and uh, for a little while we, we were able to take that transition offense uh, away. Uh, and, and that, that really gave a, helped us defensively. Um, down the stretch. You talked a lot about the defense there. I want to hone in on uh, probably the most obvious defensive question you can ask when playing against Upperman. A lot of great athletes, but then there's Ty Cobb. How in the world do you slow down? Because you don't stop a guy like that. How do you slow down a guy with that many gifts on the hardwood? Well, if, if most of the people in Upper Cumberland know Ty. If, if you don't, you better get to knowing him because he's, you know, as for a freshman, he's got he's got the physical tools, uh, quick, athletic, strong. The the thing that you know, there's an old saying that experience is something you get just after you needed it. You know, Ty Ty don't even have a lot of uh, high school understanding yet. Wait until this kid gets a year under his belt and he understands. The, the you know what what to expect uh he's going to be a tremendous and like you said he's he's physically one of the most gifted kids that, for a freshman or, or any class that i've seen in a long time uh, in terms of his explosion his basketball acumen he's got a high basketball iq um he's he's you know yeah you you want to do a lot of things you got to be disciplined in what you do you got to have a lot of helpers you got to be in your gaps you got to help him recover because uh, they do a lot of things really well but um uh, Ty, Ty is going to put you in a lot, your defense in a lot of bad situations if you're not if you're if you have any mistakes, he's going to create opportunities for himself and his and the rest of his team, and uh, we were able you know we were, did a really good job uh, hopefully keeping an eye on him you know he had 19 on the game had a lot of that early, um, and and we were we did a really good job on that young man, uh, but um, he's only going to get better game to game year to year and. Uh, they, uh, you better watch out for Upperman as the season goes along because that kid right there uh, it has the ability to, to change and alter the entire outcome of a game 
uh, when the ball gets in his hands. And, and, and you know, that's the thing. You, you're not going to keep it out of his hands. Um, so they're going to be a they're going to be a force to be reckoned with, Upperman, because of a young man like that. You guys go on to a 19-point win. You hold them to under 50. You score nearly 70. Uh, talk to me about at halftime. What were you saying to those guys? What were some of the adjustments you were able to make? I mean, shots falling is something that you just hope happens in the second half. You, you can't necessarily coach the ball going through the nylon. You just take better shots. What were some of the adjustments you guys made, though? I think we were for, you know, we scored the ball decent in the first half. I just don't think we had good ball movement. I think offensively, you know, um, we were stagnant offensively. Yes, you know, uh, we, we got a kid that can that can put the ball in the hole, but you you know it, it makes it easy to guard. But you know they were sending multiple guys at Cade, and and um, and, it, and the ball kind of got sticking, and kids got to where we were just looking for Cade. And, and at halftime, one of the things uh, we wanted just get more ball movement, better spacing, and and we did. We the second half, I felt we did a fantastic job at just getting you know moving the basketball, uh, cutting hard, uh, and. and and trusting teammates we had other guys step up last night uh, and knock down some big shots and crucial moments and i think that's uh, that that facilitated everything for us and in my opinion is that that it, we were able to get some offensive uh, continuity and that uh, that uh, like i said earlier that led to our that led to our uh, our defense as well helping our defense you guys obviously had a unique opportunity as well last night uh, how much fun was it for you and your guys to go out there and sort of start the game at like an eight, playing off of the energy of what has to be one of the better girls' games uh, we've seen this season in the Upper Cumberland. Did you was that something you guys could kind of feel as you got out there that the energy was kind of already there from that girls' game? Absolutely. I mean, that's one of the things I mentioned to the guys pregame was like we've got a great environment. I mean, obviously Upperman travels well. Um, you know, and that's a testament to success. I mean, Upperman has success, girls basketball, boys basketball. Their boys are state champion uh, baseball. Uh, their football team made it to the state championship game in football. The volleyball. I mean, people enjoy to support support uh, success. So we knew that Upperman was going to travel. Our team, you know, Cumberland, you know, Stone Stone Nation, Panther Nation showed up last night. Huge, great environment. The girls' game was a hard, uh, you know, hard fought contest all the way to the end. So the, the, it was, it was, a, it was just a lot of accumulation of a lot of really good events to happen to create an even better environment for the boys' game. And and I just, I don't think the boys' game disappointed. It was competitive. It was people making plays uh, early in the season like this to have a game like that um, it, where people were making plays. It wasn't just ugly where people were just messing up and who who's going to make the most mistakes. No, this was a team going back and forth, making plays, making plays, making plays. And um, this is absolutely a fantastic um, uh, environment. And I'm pretty sure it's going to be a very similar environment when we go um, to uh, Upperman here in a few weeks. So. Stone Memorial Panthers head boys basketball coach Neil Caps joining us now. We'll have a couple of the Panthers live with us coming up later in the show. Right now, Coach Caps, thank you so much uh, for taking a few minutes to talk to me and uh, looking forward to one heck of a season as district play gets going. Well, we appreciate you having us. We appreciate what you do for Upper Cumberland Sports. I'm Colin Castleberry. This is the high school playbook built by Mountain Barn Builders. Built by Mountain Barn Builders. This is the High School Playbook. A new storage building to add room. A new space for the animals. From gazebos to garages, it's built Mountain Strong by Mountain Barn Builders. Highway 127 Clark Range. Online at mountainbarnbuilders.com. Built by Mountain Barn Builders. Welcome back to the High School Playbook. I'm Colin Castleberry. We are live at Chick-fil-A on Interstate Drive. We just got done talking with Stone Memorial head coach Neil Capps. Coming up later in the program, we're going to have a couple of his boys. The Panthers will be on the program around 9.30 at the bottom of the hour. Right now, it's an all-girls segment on the playbook. We start in Salina, where it was tough sledding for the Lady Bulldogs, who fell to Pickett County on their home floor. Head coach Matt Walker was kind enough to join us. Uh, coach Walker, just a four-point loss. What ultimately did not go your way last night? 
Well, we didn't didn't really execute our game plan on either side of the ball. You know, defensively, we uh, allowed some of their better scores to get off and get a little bit better looks than we would like. And uh, offensively, the quality shots we got wasn't what we was, uh, you know, hoping to get out of it. So, uh, you know, we'll kind of fine-tune some things next time and tinker around a little bit and uh, see if we can execute a little bit better. How frustrating is that coming out of a game where you feel like you didn't execute your best, you didn't really follow the game plan the way you'd like, and yet it's only a four-point loss? How frustrating is that for you? Well, you know, we was down 15 at the half, and uh, I told the girls, you know, the the scouting report just kind of went out the window the first half, and I don't know if the game plan is going to work or not, you know, if we don't follow it. So, uh, you know, it's kind of hard to know what to adjust and not to adjust whenever you're you know, kind of, you know, not, not following a game plan out there and uh, not executing the way you want to. It's hard to know what adjustments to make. Well, you certainly made some. Let's talk about the positive there. You sort of just alluded to it. You're down 15 at the half. You end up in just a four-point loss in the end. What did you like out of your team in the second half, the fight, the grit to find a way to get back in it and get inside single digits? Well, the Pickett County team's really experienced and uh, – you know, all their girls are back from last year, and we had some big losses due to graduation. So we're playing some younger girls, and uh, I think maybe nerves for this big district game played a big part of it. You know, we missed a lot of free throws early. I think we were 6 of eight, six of 14 from the free throw line. I think maybe nerves played a little bit of part of that. And uh, their first, uh, I guess, high-pressured rivalry game with Pickett. And uh, I think our young players will grow up and, and, and did to an extent the second half tonight and, and then, you know, got a little bit better performance out of it in the second half and got Bella Ashlock to finally stay on the floor second half with her foul issues, so that helped, helped a lot too. How do you keep somebody like Bella out of foul trouble? How, does the, how do the girls around her help her out and how can she play a little bit smarter to, to keep herself on the floor? Well, you know, sometimes refs, you know, have make judgment calls and you know, it's hard to argue with a judgment call, but a couple of the calls tonight uh, was self-imposed on Bella. You know, she had an offensive foul, two offensive fouls, actually, which was just, uh, like I said, you can't really argue judgment call on the rest because, you know, she just flat out did it, and, uh, you know, she just got to get smarter about that stuff. Hey, Coach Matt Walker, Clay County Girls Basketball joining us. Coach, you guys have been a pretty good defensive team uh, throughout the beginning of the season. Now we enter district play where obviously that defensive intensity has to increase. You held Pickett County uh, to just 50 points, a team that's obviously uh, capable of scoring the basketball. What did you like defensively, and where on the defensive end do you have to clean things up this next week? Well, really our attention to detail. Uh, you know, we, we give up 15 free throws, and that's a whole lot more than we was wanting to do. Um that was, you know, kind of the game plan was to keep them off the line. And, uh, again, attention to detail, you know, being hand-checking, and, and, you know, and um, fouling on their penetration, fouling their post players. You know, just big things, attention to detail. If we execute our game plan, we're usually pretty good. You mentioned, obviously, this is a young team. What have you told them and what have you talked to them about when it comes to district play and the uh, increase in intensity when we go from the months of November and December here to into the month of January? I don't know that the intensity increases really. Um, maybe maybe the pressure, maybe the nerves, the rivalries, and, uh, you know, the crowds is more into it with more traditional rivalries. Um, I don't think the intensity is a factor. I think it's more of uh, these coaches know our teams and uh, know our strengths, know our weaknesses, and kind of game plan for that. So, uh being a young player, I think that's the biggest thing they got to get adjusted to. How do you, as a coach, entering a game like that where you obviously know that you're super familiar with them, they're very familiar with you, how do you go about uh, preparing for a matchup like that and not almost out-coaching yourself, right, when it comes to that and maybe overthinking things going into a game with a young team? Well, you know, this is the number one meeting, so uh, – you know, for the most part, you kind of throw some stuff out there and see what works, see what doesn't work. And, uh, you know, biggest thing is trying to find some holes to exploit a little bit later in the season. 
Clay County Lady Bulldogs head coach Matt Walker joining us there after a tough four-point loss, 50-46, to to the Pickett County Lady Bobcats last night. We turn the page and talk with Cookville girls head coach Jamie Gillis. The start of the year couldn't have gone much better for the Lady Cavs of Cookville. 12-3 and on the season, and their winning ways have carried over into the new year. They top Stone Tuesday, 72 72- 46. Oddly, though, they had last night off, and next week they will play three games, Tuesday, Thursday, and Friday, two of which will be district matchups, the other a rematch with one of their three losses, York. Cookville head coach Jamie Gillis willing to take a few minutes to speak with us. She joins us now. Coach, a week off this time of year is a rare thing. What did you guys do to take advantage, and how did you prepare for a more than jam-packed week next week? Well, honestly, we were we were planning to just get in the gym and, you know, just play and, and work and do all the things that, that we need to work on. I've had a couple um, that have been down with sickness, so um, uh, we haven't had a full full team at practice uh, until yesterday. So, um, you know, it, it kind of worked out. It was at a time where, you know, we're trying to get everybody back healthy. Um, you know, Allie and Isabel were, were out, and then they, they came back and practiced limited yesterday. So, um, you know, now we'll get back in Sunday and Monday and, and get prepared like we do for a normal week. It's going to be weird having that Thursday game. Just, you know, we'll have to have just a couple days of practice next week. But, you know, we've just tried to get in the gym, stay in shape, you know, do a lot of shooting. We scrimmaged some boys um, over the over the week just to try to keep up with, uh, you know, just – Keep going and having that same kind of game game routine. What were the things you focused on in practice this week? Both missing a couple girls and knowing uh, that you know this time of year it can be the littlest things that win and lose you ball games. Well, we're we're still you know we always work on our defense. Um, it's one of the things I know my my players love about me. We we never stop <laughs> working on defense. Um, but, you know, guarding one-on-one, you know, knowing our assignments when we're, we're playing zone and things like that. So we, we still worked on those things. We did a lot of shooting, um, you know, worked on, on going through our offenses with different with different lineups. It's, it's kind of um, a blessing sometimes, you know, when you have starters that are out because you have to put other people in and make sure they know, you know, what we're doing and, and the plays when they're in and, and different combinations. I mean, you know, I play a lot of – play a lot of kids and a mm-hmm. lot of different combinations so this is some things that we worked on this week how do you i know you have said it multiple times and, and your players seem to respond well to it you know a one game at a time mentality but i also know they're 15 16 17 year old kids how do you keep them focused in going into a game against smyrna that's obviously got a d next to it it is a district game but then on thursday I know that they're all looking forward to that rematch with York after the way that game went in Jamestown. Yeah, I mean, we, we just talk about, um, you know, how the second part of our season starts Tuesday with district play. And so right now that's the most important game that we have. Um, and we want to win that one. We want to start our on our district 1-0. and And then, you know, then we'll we'll shift focus after we – after we play that game, so you know it's just it's just reminding them, and I think they understand. They know the implications of, of district games, and you know while we um, are uh, for sure looking forward to that York game, we know we've got to take it one game at a time, like you said. So, how do you get prepared for Smyrna? Obviously, a district opponent. They're familiar with you. You're familiar with them in a lot of ways. What do you guys have to prepare for? What are some things they do? You key on come Tuesday night. So, actually, Smyrna is one of the new teams in our district. So, um, this will be the first time um, since I've been at Cookville that we've played them. So, not really familiar, but I've got some film on them. Um, I've been watching, and I'll show I'll show my team some film and just so they know their personnel and the things that, that they do. So, you know, we, we do watch film of other games, and we obviously talk about we do scout team, but we want to just make sure we're playing our game and, keep going and keep doing the things that that we're doing well so we'll spend a lot of time over the next few days in practice just making sure that we're ready to play our game and you know and then just know what what to expect when we play them one of the things you and me talk about as well is that you guys do in fact self-scout right you watch your own film you watch back your own games 
what do you see on film from your girls that you like right now? And, and what are some things that have got to get cleaned up, have to change uh, before Tuesday and a district game? Well, um, you know, we before the York or before the uh, Stone game, we really worked on on transition and passing ahead and trying to to get the ball out quick on a make or a miss from the other team. And we did an excellent job of that Tuesday night. As a matter of fact, it's probably the best um, game we've had of, of playing in transition and playing at the pace that we want to. And so I really liked um, that when I watched that Stone film back. And I'll show them some of that um, so they can see, hey, this is what we practiced, and you know. It worked when they trusted me, um, which they do. But um, the things that we can t- we need to work on. We just we've got to we've got to still work on finishing. You know, games like when when it's close. Um, so we we've been working on a lot of end of game situations, knowing the clock, knowing uh, the time, and and you know what plays we want to run when it gets down to it. So you know, I, I learned I learned a few years ago. Those are things you have to practice, and it's hard. It's hard to practice those end-of-game situations in practice because it's hard to mimic what that really is like. But we try to do enough so that when we get in the game, if I need to call a timeout, I can say, okay, remember when we did this against the boys or against our scout team? And, and so, the, so that, that's what we're – we work on that every week. Cokeville Lady Cavaliers head coach Jamie Gillis. Coach, before I let you go, we've talked several times about how next week you're – you're going to have two district games Tuesday, Friday, and then obviously you jam that York game in on Thursday. What's the mentality for you as a head coach uh, when it comes to just kind of keeping the girls' legs fresh in a week in which you're going to play three games and obviously at the back end of said week you're going to play back-to-backs? Yeah, we're going to talk about staying healthy, you know, making sure our our diet is is right. You know, like I said, I've had a couple that have been out with just sinus sinus junk that's, that's going around, so we just want to make sure that we're, you know, doing everything. I want to make sure they're doing everything to keep their bodies healthy. And, and um, you know, we'll we'll continue our practices like we usually do. Um, probably not go as hard as we normally would go on a Wednesday, knowing we play on Thursday. Um, but, you know, we try to keep – we'll just try to keep things as, as normal as possible. Head coach Jamie Gillis, Cookville Lady Cavaliers, picking up a 72-46 win Tuesday over Stone, took last night off and will play three next week, Smyrna on Tuesday, uh, York on Thursday, and Wilson Central on Friday. So a lot coming up for the Lady Cavaliers. We were also joined in that segment by Clay County girls coach Matt Walker. Uh, Thank you to him so much for joining us. I'm Colin Castleberry. We'll get you scores from across the U.C., and a couple Stone Memorial Lady, or a couple Stone Memorial Panthers coming up in our next segment on the high school playbook built by Mountain Barn Builders. This is the Mountain Barn Builders High School Playbook, where the region's coaches come together to talk about the games and what's coming up. We return to the high school playbook built by Mountain Barn Builders. Colin Castleberry with you live at Chick-fil-A on Interstate Drive. And we are now joined by two members of the Stone Memorial Panthers, Cade Caps and Bear Eldridge. What a name. I love it. I love it. I love it. Bear, we'll start with you. Uh, for those who may be listening and may not know, where, where does Bear come from? Uh, so my dad is a big Alabama fan. It's kind of always ran in our family, and they had this coach years back named Bear Bryant. <laughs> you, he says years back like we don't all know who Bear Bryant is. Well, a lot of people don't because I, I, I say it. People act like I'm crazy. But, uh, yeah, he's a coach. Yeah, yeah, just a little bit. I mean, maybe yeah. Nick Saban has now overshadowed him slightly. But either way, an incredible coach. Yeah, uh, Bear, we all know. Uh, you know, that transition from the gridiron to the hardwood can be one of the most difficult things uh, for an athlete because the complete shift in the way your body has to react and move, it's a totally different uh, set of muscles. What was that transition like for you this year going uh, from a, a nice run on the gridiron with the Panthers uh, here to the hardwood? Uh, yeah, it is, it's a big difference. Your body is, it goes through a lot of different things in basketball compared to football. Uh, use a lot of different muscles, but having a bunch of basketball players and football players on the team kind of makes it easier. We get to go through it together, and just having a physical basketball team is it helps a lot. 
coming back being physical with them. Cade, uh, obviously, uh, you know, you're, you're setting up for basketball season and you're, you're happy for your friends on the gridiron as they make that deep run, but how much of a, a change is it for you? How nice is it when you are able to get them back and have kind of your full team on the hardwood with you finally after several weeks? Yeah, it's really nice because um, they help us out so much. It takes them a, a while to get uh, just back in basketball shape and stuff like that, but just their physicality and their uh, like basketball just – IQ and stuff like that helps us out so much, and uh, it really helps us defensively a lot too. When they come back, and uh, we can really just dial in as a team because we have three football guys in the starting lineup. And when they all came back, we really started playing. We started playing really well. So that's when I think uh, this turnaround for us has been really good. When they came back and started playing well. You guys have returned now from winter break. What was your favorite thing you got to do over the break, and how difficult has it been these last couple days kind of readjusting to the uh, regularly scheduled school day? Yeah, well, we, we went to Florida over the uh, break and played three games or some really good teams, and uh, we came back, and uh, it's, we had a few days off, and then we played Cookville, which is a really good team, obviously, and uh, lost there, but then got back to school on Wednesday and then had two good practices Wednesday and Thursday. And uh, played really well last night and got a win, first district win. So, yeah, that's how it's kind of been the last week or so. We'll go to Bear. Bear, you definitely can't tell that Kate is a coach's son. What's your favorite thing you got to do over the break? And what has it been like readjusting to the school day? Uh, my favorite thing over the break was definitely going to Panama, too, playing basketball. Usually not something I enjoy doing all the time, going down and playing basketball. But getting to come together as a team down in Florida I think helped us a lot being able to be with each other for almost a full week I think we really came together as a team kind of found where we needed to be kind of found like who we are as a team and starting to come together obviously Cookville is not a district game but it certainly feels sort of like one because of the proximity uh, the rivalry that brews there and then of course last night you actually start district playoff with a big time win over Upperman what in your mind as a player on the floor night in and night out what changes when we get to the month of january and get into district play uh it's a whole different mentality when you get into district play because you know every game matters for sure uh, those other games like cookville definitely matter like they're they help us out get us ready for big district games like this but we know now that we have to dial in every practice and really go at it, go at each other to make sure we win all our games. Cade, what's the biggest difference for you that you maybe notice as you're out there on the floor when it comes to the start of district play and turning the page from November and December into January and February? Yeah, I'll just say like uh, that environments are a lot better. Like the crowds are bigger and stuff, and on the core stuff, like teams are the scouting reports are on me are a lot different. Like sending double and triple teams, and uh, really, my teammates have been stepping up a lot. Like second half yesterday, they all made big plays when I got double teams. So, if we can just keep doing that, I think we're a hard team to beat. Now, you mentioned environments get better. You lead me right into a, a great question, which is how much do you two and the guys around you enjoy almost getting to step into a ready-made, energized environment because of what your girls were able to do last night? Sure. Yes, they lose by three, but that environment, that ball game was so good. It was so energized. How much do you guys enjoy almost getting to feed off of that and start at like an eight as soon as tip-off hits? Yeah, well, it was just a good – like we got hyped up to play because like when you have a crowd that big, it's hard not to come out ready to play. So when we came out, we came out a little slow. But it, was, we, it wasn't effort problems. It was just like miscommunication and stuff like that. But the second half, we really dialed in on defense, and uh, I think we held them to 15 points in the second half. So – that's when we real dialed in, and the crowd, we played better because the crowd, I think our home crowd was really good last night. Bayer, same, same question. Just how much do you enjoy feeding off of not just a great home crowd, but then obviously almost getting to, to double dip with the energy because your girls go out there and play such an incredible ball game? Yeah, it feels, it feels good uh, coming out, being able to see everybody cheer for you, especially at home. It's totally different. Uh, our girls setting the tone trying to come out and win like is a big deal like uh upper men's girls teams really <laughs> really good team they have been for a really long time so for our girls to come out and compete like that really gave us a high bar to come out and play hard 
Cade Caps, Bear Eldred. Before we let you guys go, we'll keep it with Bear here. Uh, what's it like playing for Coach Caps? Uh, I love it. It's the whole reason I play basketball. He's a great coach. Uh, helps me in everyday life, not just a basketball coach. He's a great guy. Uh, love to be around him and obviously his son, <laughs> one of my best friends. Look at him as a little brother and try to push him to, oh, well, yeah, hot-wise, hot <laughs> he's a big brother, but I look at him as a little brother and try to push him to be better every day because I know that's what he's going to do for me. Cade, we'll come to you. Obviously, the question has to slightly change. It's not like – it's not – what is it like playing for Coach Caps? It's what's it like playing for your dad, getting to be around him every day, and being around the game you two love. Yeah, well, uh, it's always good. You know, I've had really fun playing the last two and a half years as him, and my coach in high school, but he coached me up through middle school as well. So uh, it's been it's been a good experience. Uh, he's a good coach, but a better dad. So it's always good to have him around. That's a good influence, and uh, just makes me better. I'd say. Good coach, better dad. I don't know that he could ask for a better quote from you, Cade. I appreciate it. Uh, that is Cade Caps and Bear Eldridge joining us. Panthers on the program. This is the high school playbook built by Mountain Barn Builders. Scores, turnovers, the momentum shifts. Your coaches share the analysis. The Mountain Barn Builders High School Playbook. Built by Mountain Barn Builders, Colin Castleberry with you. As I've said, we're down here live at Chick-fil-A on Interstate Drive. Feel free to come by and say hello. I'd love to see you. I'd love to speak with you about all the action happening across the UC on the hardwood. Speaking of action from across the hardwood, I promised you in the last segment that we have scores uh, from across the UC last night. Did I get to those? Was Busy talking with Bear Eldridge and Cade Caps, Stone Memorial Panthers. A great conversation with them. If you missed any part of it, please go back uh, and check it out. Uh, we'll have it posted up on the website, ucsportsnation.com. We'll put it up on our Facebook and Twitter as well. But let's get to those scores now. On the girls' side, we've talked about it. Upperman defeating Stone Memorial 45-42. Elsewhere, Smith County, a 69-29 win over Monterey. Macon squeaks out a win over Jackson, 47-41. White County continues their winning ways at nearly 20 wins on the season. They pick up an 80-49 defeat of DeKalb. In what probably was the game of the night last night, just up the road from Upperman and Stone, it was Livingston and Cumberland County, a 53-52 win that was decided in the final 10 seconds for Livingston. Columbia, 71-36 defeat of Warren Pickett. 50-46 to 46 defeats Clay. We caught up with Clay County head coach uh, Matt Walker earlier in the program. Make sure you can go back and find that if you didn't get to hear it. And York was a 58-20 winner over Watertown. On the boys' side, Smith County 60-22 to 22 over Monterey. Jackson a 58-49 winner over Macon. We will hear from head coach Kevin Thomas in our final segment here today. White County 61-38 defeats DeKalb. Livingston runs away with a 52-35 win over Cumberland. Columbia falls to Warren, 61-36. Clay County defeating Pickett, 57-40. And York, a 66-48 winner over Watertown. Monterey, one of the teams uh, that did not have a lot of success last night. We talked about it, a 60-22 loss for the Wildcats to Smith County. Culture is not something one can rewrite or create overnight or even in a month or a year. Monterey's boys, however, have shown signs of building what promises to be a strong culture under head coach Will Putnam. Last night was that unfortunate start falling 60-22 to on the road at Smith County, however. Coach Putnam with me now. Coach, I appreciate you joining me despite being slightly under the weather. It feels hard to ask what you liked about your team last night but that is the situation you are uh, you are in looking for positives. So what were the positives last evening? Well, if, if nothing else, it's experience. It's experience on the road. It's experience in a district game. We put a lot of young guys last night, a lot of guys that have not had a lot of varsity experience. They um, were able to see what it is like to go on the road and play against a very well-coached team, a, um, a very – traditional program that has a lot of success at home that knows how to play together 
and um and and we're still trying to find our way in that regard we're still trying to find our way of of, of playing as a team and, and getting to know each other um we uh we have a lot of really really good players as far as just great kids and and you know we don't have any behavior issues or anything like that um but but we're still struggling to kind of build that cohesiveness that unity it, it's coming um you know the score line from last night is is definitely not very complimentary to us um and 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 we really didn't deserve to win that game that was very much a game that smith county dominated um and they deserve all the credit but we had a lot of shots I mean, I, I thought there were times that offensively we moved the basketball. We had we had open opportunities that we have made in games before, and for whatever reason last night they didn't fall. So um, that that kept some points off the scoreboard for us. I don't feel that we were going to win that game regardless of of, of the shots not falling. But what I will say is, I think it would have made the score maybe look a little bit better um, and and not as lopsided, but. At the end of the day, we are still trying to build a, uh, like you said, build a culture, build a program, and um, and these things take time. They take time, and it, it takes a lot to be good. It, it takes a lot to be good, and I think my boys are starting to learn that it's not what you do in practice, um, and, and because the, the time in practice is never going to be enough. It's the decisions you make outside of practice and how, how your mindset needs to be in order to be a program that has sustained success. Not one or two games here and there, but sustained success um, in order to win games, and, and especially in a district as tough as ours. Yeah, you started to kind of talk about it uh, there. 22 points. I mean, it's one thing shots not falling. Maybe that gets you to 30, 35, somewhere in that vicinity even. Uh, but what do you guys have to do offensively to combat a night where not only shots aren't falling, but uh, obviously, you're just struggling to to get anything going offensively. It's really difficult. It's a it's a really difficult situation. And you're right. You're right. Had the shots fallen, um, like I said, even if the shots had fallen, Smith County was was very much in control of that game, and 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 they no doubt deserved the win. Um, I, I think it's all about playing complementary basketball. You've got to be able to play well on both ends of the court. We struggled to keep them in front of us when we were guarding the man-to-man. We, uh, we worked on it a lot in practice. We were trying to do whatever we could in order to, uh, to, to keep the ball in front of us and then to play good help side defense in case, in case we were to be driven by. But we just we struggled in, in the half court to get really any – we were very stagnant on offense. Anytime you go against a, a, a team like Smith County that has length and they play a zone – your passes have got to be so fast and they've got to be so crisp and your movement has got to be good and you've got to be available for the people that are on the court with you. We've got to get the ball inside. We just struggle to do that. We struggle to do that. We might do it here and there, and those are the times that we got the shot. Um, but it, it was not a consistent performance on, on either end of the court last night that really gave us any sort of chance in that game. And then when your offense is not going well, um, you, you hope that your defense and your rebounding can can kind of pick up the slack and, and keep you around, but but that was also another struggle. We had we had too many opportunities where we could have uh, held them to one shot, and they were able to get two and three opportunities in some possessions because our rebounding was so poor. So it, it's all around. It's a complimentary thing. Um, Twenty two points is is nowhere near. Um, the level that I think this team can can score offensively, and um, you know we only scored seven points in the first half, and and it's it's, it's just a wake up call for these for these guys to understand that it's 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 just going to be a challenge from here on out. The district is just a different animal. Um, teams take longer, and they 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 scout and prepare, and 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 all of your tendencies and all of your all of your flaws tend to get exposed. If, if you're not willing to correct them. And, and we're working to correct them. We just have not found a way yet to correct a lot of the things that are holding us back. Hey, Coach Will Putnam, Monterey Boys uh, basketball. Coach, you talked a lot about that game last night uh, against Smith. Uh, you know, the few positives and, and plenty of things you guys have got to clean up and, and do better. How do you turn the page with a group of guys that obviously have – uh, in some ways become so accustomed 
to things like last night? How do you turn the page and create a mindset for Tuesday against Jackson County where you don't get beat twice by Smith? We we don't uh, we just we simply change the mindset and and I, I think that's that's the hardest part is it's challenging them to understand that adversity is going to strike and when it strikes your response and as an individual matters and it really is is part of the collective response for the team and if if getting down in a game or having a, a, a team get a run or get the crowd behind them, and next thing you know, you're down eight points, six points, ten points, whatever it is. No lead is insurmountable if the mindset is correct. And there are just times where you've got to challenge yourself as an individual. to change. We, we talk about it all the time in our program, to change your best. Whatever you feel like your best is right now, it's got to be different. If you feel like you're giving your absolute very best, I need you to find other areas that you can improve in to change that best. That starts with me. I'm daily trying to change my best, my preparation, making sure that that all the the boxes are checked for this program so that we can go into games prepared, whether it be through scouting, through you know um, uh, practice preparation, building of of breakdown drills and things like that that I think will maybe help us translate into games offensively and defensively. But the challenge has got to be there as well for everybody. It, it's not It's not just me. It's not just the players. It's a collective change that needs to happen if we're going to right the wrong and, and prepare ourselves for Jackson County on Tuesday night, which is going to be another really tough game. Um, being at home, I think, is going to be in our favor. That'll, that'll at least you know make us feel like we're playing in an environment that we're comfortable playing in and those sorts of things. But if the mentality is, you know, let's – we, we can't handle adversity, or if the mentality is if we get down, we don't have a way to respond, then the results aren't going to change. But the challenge for these boys and the communication that we're having, that I'm having with my captains um, and, and talking to them about it, because a lot of this is, you know, this team needs to be player-led. It can be coach-led to a certain extent, but the players have got to start to take ownership and start to lead each other. And I think we saw some of that post-game last night, and I was proud of that response. And I'm, we're working diligently to uh, right the wrongs at this point. Monterey boys head coach Will Putnam with us on the high school playbook built by Mountain Barn Builders. This is the high school playbook. 60 minutes of X's and O's. 60 minutes of Upper Cumberland coaches. Built by Mountain Barn Builders. Close out the show in Gainesboro, where we're joined by Blue Devils head coach Kevin Thomas. Coach Thomas, I appreciate you taking the time. A near-double-digit win last night against an incredibly scrappy Macon team. What were you guys able to do down the stretch to pick up a much-needed victory? Well, I tell you, it was a tough win. We, uh, you know, we uh, we had to really, really take care of the ball there late. They were, you know, gambling and really physical the entire night. And, you know, we started off the game really well. We hit five threes there in the first half, and and we cooled off and only hit one in the second half. So, you know, we just had to fight and claw away and hang on to that one. What do you guys do when you end up uh, in a game like that where you feel like in the first half you're red hot, second half you're not so much? What is the adjustment there in game uh, when you have to kind of go away from the long ball? Well, we uh, we we went to McCrary. He, you know, he ended up with eighteen tonight. He, Will's, uh, he's been a really solid kid for us this year, and and uh, you know, I thought he was big in the second half, and you know, and I really thought that uh, you know we're a pretty good free throw shooting team, and and uh, we made free throws down the stretch, and 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 that really helped too. But as far as adjusting, we kind of went zone a little bit there in the second half, uh, and trying to you know stay close to their. Uh, best shooters, but I thought the zone defense really helped us there in the second half, too. Well, you held them under 50, so it certainly must have done something. What has your defense been able to do here as uh, we enter district play early on in the season, and where uh, does your defense have to continue to improve? Well, uh, you know, no doubt, uh, you know, with our youth, with having nine sophomores and starting four of them, uh, you know, we, you know, 
just physicality night in and night out is a little tough on us. But we need to really improve on, uh, you know, keeping the ball in front of us. I think we're really doing a pretty good job off the ball and, and, and helping and trying to be in the right position. But uh, sometimes we just get blown by uh, and we don't need to. And we've got to uh, continue to grow and get better at keeping the ball in front of us. And, and uh, you know, for us to have a chance on that defensive end, we really have to continue to box out with our with our size. And, and the kids are really buying into that and really trying to, to – uh, get into people and trying to box out and, and and a lot of times I tell them it's just who wants the ball the most you know on a rebound it's not necessarily as much you boxing out as you going to get the ball so uh, they're really trying to do a good job with that too right now and we're about to start our uh, district tournament I mean district uh, regular season stretch here with district uh, opponents and and we're looking forward to that you mentioned it a young team starting for sophomores how do you practice the level of physicality that you're going to see in the district without, you know, kind of beating these guys up so bad in practice that uh, they're not they're not ready to step out there on a Tuesday or a Friday night? Well, I mean, I'll just be honest with you. I've got uh, ten sophomores on my team. I've got one hurt out right now, but uh, and one freshman and one senior. So, you know, practice wise, uh, you know, we've. You know, it's just really hard for us to, uh, I guess you could say, uh, mirror that and, and to do that at practice. You know, it's really tough for Will. You know, he's about six four, and and we really don't have another six footer. So it's hard to get him looks of how physical. I've brought some older players in, guys that played for me last year, and let them come in and practice against him one on one, and and uh, I think that helps some and. But, uh, you know, our kids, they've kind of played together for so long since they're in junior high. Yeah, our practices are really competitive, and uh, I think that really helps too. You've mentioned Will a couple times now. When it, when a play breaks down, when, when things aren't necessarily going this team's way, how great is it to have a guy like Will that you feel like you can lean on offensively and defensively to sort of right the ship and put this team back on track in the middle of a ball game? Well, it's really big, you know, uh, as many threes as we shoot, uh, you know, we're really, you know, you got to have some when you're not putting the ball in the hole to three-point line, you got to have somebody you can go get some some two-point baskets from, you know, to kind of hold that, you know, off when you're having that, you know, when you run where you're not just putting the ball in the hole. And, and uh, you know, a lot of our th- stuff goes through Will anyways to start with, and and he's pretty good at kicking it inside out, and he's getting doubled. But uh, it is big to have somebody to go to that you can count on, uh, you know, to get a two-point basket for you, and, and uh, especially, you know, late in the game. And, and he's a good free-throw shooter, and so, I mean, that really helps. Obviously, with 10 sophomores on a team and, and really 11 underclassmen is what we'll call it. You've got the one senior and then 11 guys un, uh, in the underclassmen uh, category. What has been the message to them as you enter district play and everything gets a little more important, emotions get a little higher, everything kind of amps up, and this is a group of guys that obviously haven't experienced much, if any, of that so far in their high school career? Oh, you're exactly right. I I really, Waylon, our senior, he started last year, and and, uh, he's really playing well. He's shooting the ball 41% right now in the three-point line. I have one other kid you know, that uh, played any varsity minutes for me last year. And, and of course, Will played some varsity there last year. And uh, so, you know, my message to them has been, listen, you know, you're going to see some things that you've not seen for sure, how people are going to try to take Will away a little bit inside. And, you know, the intensity level is going to pick up. And, and because there's so much meaning to these games going in, you know, for the seeding going into the district tournament. And, you know, and I do think it's going to be an experience for them. I think, you know, as much as I talk to them about it and, you know, they've watched and seen last year when they're in the eighth grade, they seen, you know, our you know, team that we had really good that went to the sub-state. I mean, they've seen games, but it's different playing in them. And I think they're going to have to go through that experience to really understand what I'm talking about. And I do think the next two or three weeks is uh, uh, going to be a great learning experience for them. Yeah, absolutely. Head Coach Kevin Thomas, uh, 
Jackson County Blue Devils. Coach, before we let you go, I love highlighting the kids. It's it's what I'm really all about. We talked about Will, but you brought up Waylon right there. I mean, obviously a guy who plays multiple sports has faced a lot of adversity and pressure in multiple sports and multiple arenas. What is a guy like that on your bench, on your floor, just around this group of underclassmen mean to you as a coach and to this program? Oh, it, he just, he, uh, you know, it's hard to put into words how much he means, just uh, how the kids gravitate to him. He, uh, he just, he keeps everything calm. You know, when they, when he talks to them on the bench, you know, they, you know, they, they listen and he is a calm uh, individual anyways. And they really, you know, they trust him and believe that he's going to make shots and, and he's done that, and they've seen him do it that throughout his career. And, you know, just to have somebody those kids, young kids, look up to and respect. And, uh, uh, you know, it just goes a, a long ways. And I think Waylon just probably don't understand at this point how much he's going to influence their next two years after he's gone. And I try to remind him of that, of things that, that he's doing that it's, it's going to be so much – are so important to their growth as players and individuals and and uh and he's really trying to do the right thing and I'm just so blessed to have a kid like Waylon part of my b- basketball program. They're a fun bunch to coach and a fun group to watch play. Back here live at Chick-fil-A on Interstate Drive, Colin Castleberry with you as we close out the high school playbook. If you missed any of today's show, make sure to catch it on a replay on Sports Radio 104.7 here in mere moments as well as check it out on ucsportsnation.com we'll put it up on our facebook and twitter pages at uc sports nation thank you to kevin thomas who you just heard from jackson county boys head coach also heard this morning from will putnam uh head coaches jamie gillis and head coach matt walker we were joined live by stone memorial head coach neil caps and a couple of the panthers Let's quickly run back through your scores from last night on the hardwood. On the girls' side, Upperman, 45-42, defeats Stone. Smith, a 69-29 defeat of Monterey. Macon, 47-41 over Jackson County. White County continuing their winning ways, 80-49 over DeKalb. Livingston in the game of the night, a 53-52 winner over Cumberland. Columbia, 71-36, defeating Warren Pickett, 50-46 over Clay. And York, 58-20 over Watertown. On the boys' side, it's 68-49. Stone Memorial defeats Upperman, 60-22. Smith over Monterey. Jackson, 58-49, defeats Macon, 61-38. White County taking down DeKalb. Livingston, 52-35 over Cumberland. 61-36, Warren defeats Columbia, 57-40. Pickett takes down Clay and York, a 66-48 winner over Watertown. I'm Colin Castleberry. This has been the High School Playbook, built by Mountain Barn Builders. The High School Playbook, built by Mountain Barn Builders. Add space to your home, protect your cars and boats, a new workshop or she shed. Mountain Barn Builders will build it mountain strong. MountainBarnBuilders.com. The prep conversation continues all week, including today's show on demand. UCSportsNation.com.